You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Another eventful weekend in college football means that Penn State gets a chance to move up in the polls without playing a single down. Hi, everybody. I'm Kevin McGuire, your host here at the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. Today is Monday, October 5th, 2020, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get $10 off your next order. In addition to recapping some of the things that happened over the weekend, we'll also take a look back to last week's virtual media days. I have a couple things to say about a couple of developments that came out of that, including a brand new tradition that Penn State is looking to get started this year. I'm looking forward to it. We're also going to take a look to see when exactly we may get some kickoff times for the upcoming season. And I'm going to suggest that we may be about to hear some more concrete information about that. And we are also going to run down the outline of what to expect from this podcast moving forward as we begin to go back to five days a week beginning today. That's right. We are back to five days a week starting with today's episode. So let's go ahead and get started. But before we do that, I want to make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss a single episode as we go do this every Monday through Friday. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Leave a rating and review after the show to let us know what you thought about it. And of course, stay tuned to us on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch using the username LockedOnNittany. I'm going to tell you later on in today's episode why you want to stay connected on all four of those fronts. So buckle up, get ready, let's get started. While we continue to wait for the start of the Big Ten football schedule, which is going to begin in just a few short weeks, there still is a lot of stuff going on around the country as far as the world of college football is concerned. Obviously, with the Big 12 ACC and the SEC underway with their schedules and have been for the last few weeks, there's a lot of stuff that's developing as we continue to move forward throughout the season. And yeah, some things with the college football playoff are starting to be coming into view potentially. And this is no more the case right now than the Big 12, where the playoff outlook for that conference is certainly under a very bright microscope. And that's because both Oklahoma and Texas lost this weekend. And we know that one of those two teams is going to lose again this coming weekend because they're going to be playing each other in the Red River rivalry down in Dallas at the Texas State Fair. Let's get to the bottom of this real quick. Now, first and foremost, you will hear me say all the time, it is way too early to eliminate any team and any conference, specifically from the college football playoff. We don't know what's going to happen between now and the end of October, the end of November, and when the playoff selection committee comes time to decide who is actually going to be in the playoffs. So no, I am not writing the Big 12 off by any stretch of the imagination. It's certainly since Texas could still be a one-loss Big 12 champion when all is said and done, Oklahoma State could be an undefeated Big 12 champion when all is said and done. Now say what you will about the strength of schedule in the Big 12 and the quality of play. It is certainly worth criticizing up to this point in the season. But if either of those scenarios happens to play out, it will be very difficult for me to see any scenario that's going to include a 14 playoff and either an undefeated Big 12 champion Oklahoma State or a one-loss Big 12 champion Texas being sitting out of the playoff when it's time to decide which four teams are going to be in. I'm not saying it's a shoo-in. But I would find it very difficult to believe that that would be a realistic possibility. Again, so much football to be played, but it certainly is not a good situation for the Big 12 to be in, considering that this is a conference that has already been taking some losses throughout the conference. And that always comes back into play when you're talking about conference strength. When you see teams like Coastal Carolina, Louisiana, and Arkansas State getting wins in Big 12 stadiums, and then you see Oklahoma losing back-to-back games, 
And then you see Texas really struggled last week defensively and needing a miraculous comeback on the road against Texas Tech, only to come back this week and lose at home to TCU. Same time that Texas Tech actually looked pretty mundane offensively on the road this weekend. It's a tough spot for the Big 12 to be in, no question about that. But we will continue moving forward because there are some other teams that are still living up to the expectations they, they had. Clemson still continues to be a very good team. There's no question about that. Uh, another solid win against Virginia this weekend. Alabama had no problem with Texas A&M. Yeah, I know it was close early on, but you know, sometimes that's going to happen. And then Alabama is just going to hit the gas pedal that Texas A&M just can't get in gear for. So, yeah, Alabama is on cruise control right now as far as the SEC is concerned. Then you flip over to that SEC East, and Florida still continues to look like a very solid program with Dan Mullen, uh, obviously taking care of business this past weekend against South Carolina at home. And then you had the Georgia Bulldogs in prime time against Auburn. And yes, that's our adopted Auburn team, but uh, not looking too good. That was probably the worst loss that we have ever seen as short-term Auburn fans here on the Locked on Nittany Lions podcast. Auburn just was no match for that Georgia defense. And that Georgia defense is going to be tested later on the season. They're going to have to play Florida. They're going to have to play Alabama. And they obviously could have to play Alabama a second time if things go well for Georgia. And that's going to be a defense that is going to be very difficult for a lot of teams on their schedule to combat, including Tennessee this coming weekend in the SEC Game of the Week over on CBS. But that Georgia defense is certainly helping things move along swiftly for the Georgia Bulldogs because the quarterback situation is certainly taking a turn that I don't think a whole lot of people expected. Stetson Bennett coming in and once again just uh, continuing to, to do things offensively. He came in relief, uh, what was it, last week or the opener against Arkansas? That was last week. And then obviously this game against uh, Auburn uh, looked pretty good, looked pretty solid. And this is a program that is has just cleared you, former USC quarterback JT Daniels, and he was expected to be the, the guy that was going to run the quarterback. Dewan Mathis certainly was an option as well. And you know, Stetson Bennett looks like he's pretty formidable. So it's going to be very interesting to see where Georgia goes with their offense and the quarterback situation. But Georgia looks like they are once again going to be a strong contender, uh, not just in the SEC, but in the whole college football playoff race. I still think I might lean towards Florida, but uh, Georgia defense, they're pretty nasty. Elsewhere in the SEC, Lane Kiffin got his first win at Ole Miss, uh, beating Kentucky in overtime on the road in Lexington. Uh, we mentioned Arkansas already, but they snapped a 20-game SEC losing streak against who else but Mike Leach and Mississippi State. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to make of that. It certainly feels like a Mike Leach uh, situation where he gets a big win on the road against LSU and then comes back and lays an egg uh, against a team that hasn't won a conference game in 20 tries. So <laughs> make with that what you will. It was very interesting to see. Uh, and yeah, congratulations, Arkansas, finally getting a win and snapping that losing streak in the SEC. They're probably not going to win many games this year, so you got to live up to it and live in that moment as much as you possibly can for Arkansas and the Razorbacks. So kudos to them. Well, another FBS note we'll just throw out there. Pitt did lose this past weekend in excruciating fashion against an NC State team that's not all that great. And, and Pitt had some certainly some good offensive moments, uh, finding uh, NC State's defense napping a little bit, uh, but couldn't hold on to it. You know, NC State just came right back and uh, stunned the Panthers uh, with some late scores of their own, including the game-winning touchdown in the final minutes. So uh, that was, uh, I think if you're a Pitt fan, uh, you're hearing all the, the praise that this defense has been getting and Pat Narduzzi finally getting that defense to play and up to par. And then they let one slip through their fingers. I mean, they could have been 4-0. For the first time in, I forget how many years it was, but uh, that was a game that Pitt should have won. 
so very curious to see where that goes from there. I still think Pitt's going to be a, a, a contender in that ACC championship race. Not at all putting them on the same level as Clemson or Miami, but I figured there were a number of games that could go Pitt's way. Uh, but this was one that they had to have, and that's going to be a damaging loss, I think, as the ACC race continues on uh, getting to Charlotte. Obviously, like I said, I think Clemson is going to be in a very good position to be in that championship game at the end. And Pitt will obviously face Clemson later in the year. But that was a game that if you're going to make a run to the ACC, uh, Pitt, has to get, Pitt has to get that game against NC State. As of the time I'm recording this, the coaches poll has Penn State up two spots, up to number eight, despite not having played a game. It'll largely due, in fact, to the fact that uh, some teams lost this weekend. And that's going to be one of the interesting wrinkles as far as the polls are concerned until the Big Ten gets on the field. So Penn State moves up to number eight. Uh, They're followed by North Carolina at number nine and Oklahoma State at number 10. Each of those two teams moving up. Cincinnati moved up. The two teams that fell were obviously Auburn fell six spots down to number 13. Uh, Texas A&M fell down seven spots to number 20, but the big drop that really helped Penn State was Texas dropping 13 spots all the way down to 22. And one quick note, this actually dropped while I was recording the podcast. The Associated Press Top 25 came out on Sunday afternoon, and Penn State moved up from number 10 up to number 9 in this week's edition of the AP Top 25. Now, as we discussed previously in the podcast, there are some AP voters who have decided not to vote for any Big Ten teams or Pac-12 teams or any team that has not played a game this season or any in any conference that has not played a game this season. They're just not voting for those teams uh, until they actually step on the field and play a game. So I don't know how much that ultimately matters because the voting right now is really subjective to whatever you want to interpret this season as of right now. Now, if you look at the voting, Penn State is at 935 points in the AP poll. Uh, they trail North Carolina number eight at, with 944 votes. So there's that small of a difference between Penn State being the number nine team and the number eight team in the country. I don't think they have enough to make up with what Miami has in their voting at number seven. But Ohio State is at number six, just for example. Uh, they've got two first place votes, but they're still at number six. I would highly suggest that once Ohio State plays one game, assuming that they win against Nebraska, that Ohio State will make a nice little jump up to the preseason area where they were going into the season. They were a number two team in the AP poll. I think Penn State has a chance to jump a couple teams that are ranked ahead of them as long as they win their first game against Indiana. But it's very interesting to see a school like Penn State moving up in the rankings despite not playing a single down of football this year. That's just a weird year for the polls, as we've discussed before. And until the Big Ten actually gets on the field, it's going to continue to be weird. So there's actually a chance that maybe Penn State can move up a couple more spots. Will they move down any spots? We'll just have to wait and see what happens next week. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I am still feeling the hunger for the start of the Big Ten season. Yeah, it's going to be here soon, but the best way to satisfy your hunger right now is with the Built Bar. That's right, Built Bars. They are the protein bars that taste just like a chocolate bar, and it is smooth, it is delicious, and you know what? It's, some would say if it's even more deliciouser than it's ever been before, and that's because they've got six brand new flavors on top of their 12 original flavors, and yeah, there's more on the way, guys, and you want to check out Built Bar as much as possible because they're great for anybody who's looking to lose or maintain weight. I know I've just been talking recently about how much weight I have lost over the last few years. And really part of it is from the new daily job that I had, but also part of it is the new diet that I've had that has included Built Bars and some of their other products that they have available. I've been eating protein bars for a long time, but I've never had one that has left me feeling full and energized the way that the Built Bars have. Now check out the coconut almond. It's 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, five grams sugar, five grams net carbs. These are protein bars that you really want to check out. And the best way to do that is go to BuiltBar.com. And then when you check them out, go ahead and use the promo code locked on. They're going to give you $10 off your next order. And while supplies last, they're 
you're even going to throw in a free cooler with your purchase. So you're getting a free cooler. You're getting the fantastic built bars and you're saving yourself $10 on your total purchase. That is a great triple combo right there. You want to take full advantage of that. So go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on. You'll get $10 off your next order. Once again, use the promo code locked on for $10 off at builtbar.com. Gearing up for the start of the season, once again, Penn State had a series of virtual media days last week, including press conferences or Zoom calls with members of the coaching staff and, of course, a number of players. And kudos to everybody involved with the Penn State media relations staff. I'm seeing this uh, at a number of schools across the country, even as seasons are underway. There's a lot of work being done to organize all of these conference calls that are going out there. And it may seem simple to many people, including you and I, but there's a lot of organization and scheduling that has to be thrown into consideration when you're throwing something like this together and planning all this. It's not as easy as just setting up the call and expecting that everything to work flawlessly. That's certainly not the case. And, you know, maybe if you've gone through a conference call situation before, you know that there are going to be some hiccups. So I got to say from everything that I've seen, from the fact that I wasn't able to participate in these uh, press conferences and Zoom calls as they were happening but i got a chance to go back and listen to them watch them a little bit and you can see that they're they're put together pretty well i think all things considered so very curious to see if that's going to be something that becomes more normal moving forward i do think that there's a benefit to having immediate members uh being able to interact with players and coaches a little bit more directly face to face and again hopefully we'll get back to a point in time where that will be a possibility but i think given the circumstances that everybody's in right now i'm going to say kudos to everybody involved with the penn state sports media relations staff in trying to find a way to make this all work right now. Now, there were a couple of things that I took note of that I wanted to comment on real quickly out of some of the stuff that came out last week from those virtual media days. First and foremost, let's just uh, address the the Micah Parsons situation. I've said before, I didn't think there was any realistic possibility that Michael Parsons was going to opt back in and suit up to play another few games for Penn State this fall. As crazy as it would have been to see, uh, I think we all kind of realized that that page has been turned for Michael Parsons as he continues to move forward and focus on his NFL future, which looks like it could be very bright. Now, again, I don't think there was really much benefit in him actually coming back and playing football this year. So I totally understood the decision and I respect the decision. As I've said before, I've got no ill things to say about Micah Parsons and his decision to opt out given the situation with where we are with the, in terms of the pandemic and the way it's been responded to and certainly his NFL future uh, first and foremost. He has to think about himself and his family first and foremost. I'm not going to criticize him for that. So previously, head coach James Franklin did acknowledge that there was some communication between he and Parsons and everybody else that may be involved with that decision. So there was an open dialogue and there were some positive developments, but it wasn't anything that was going to uh, result in Michael Parsons coming back to play for Penn State. But at least the dialogue was there. It seems like everybody was on the same page, and I think everybody's understanding of every decision that's being made here. So uh, that's good to see. Have that communication and allow that opportunity to present itself if the player wants to take advantage of it. That would have been great too but i think uh i think everything was handled about as well as you possibly could so james franklin did uh confirm that michael parsons will not be coming back to play for penn state so again we can move on and start to focus on what this defense is going to look like without michael parsons it's still going to be pretty good there's no question about that but not having michael parsons that does hurt and it's tough to make up for the loss of that kind of a talent uh, on the defensive side of the football but we'll get to that point where we're starting to break down positions and the defense Defensive outlook for the upcoming season. We're going to be doing that in the next couple of weeks as we get ready for the start of the season. 
The one thing that I liked that came out of the media day was the idea of the uniform number zero. Now, as you may know, or maybe you don't know, the NCAA has uh, changed the rules a little bit this year to allow players on teams to wear the uniform number zero, which was previously prohibited to wear the number zero. The lowest number you could wear was number one. But now we're starting to see many more players around the country playing number zero. And the reason for that is ideally to uh, cut down on how many players are wearing single digit numbers. I don't really know why it's a big deal or if it is a big deal but giving another uniform number to adjust to or to accommodate uh rosters that can be pretty large i think is a not a bad way to go about it and what's the harm in adding another uniform number i wouldn't be surprised if we add the uniform number 100 one day and i don't see why we can't do that either but for right now uniform number zero is an eligible number if you've been watching college football you've probably seen a number of players wearing that uniform number and every school is probably going to approach that number a different way and some schools probably aren't treating it any differently than they would the number 47 i'm just drawing the number out of a hat there but uh maybe some schools are going to take that opportunity to make something special about that uniform number you know, we've seen at a number of schools i think lsu does this where there's a special number that uh, is awarded to a player that represents the best qualities or uh, meets certain requirements within a program so they're recognized by wearing a coveted uniform number. And that's what Penn State is going to be doing with the number zero. It's going to be going to a member of the special teams unit that best exemplifies the leadership skills and the, the hardworking attitude that they look to build upon. And I think the doing that on the special teams is a perfect spot for that because I've always said I feel like special teams players, not so much the kickers and the punters, but you know the people that are running down the field on kickoff and punt coverage, those are the guys that are often the unheralded players on any team. They can make some big plays at any given moment, especially on special teams. You know, We focus so much on the impact that special teams returns can have or having a good quality kicker that can kick a long 50-yard field goal. Uh, but we don't necessarily take a look at the players that are dashing down the field at full speed, ready to make an impact. Now, we had Jolie Julius a few years ago. That was fun to watch. But I think that you know there are other players on the special teams unit that deserve some kind of recognition. So I'm happy to see that Penn State is going in this direction and honoring somebody on that special teams unit with that number zero. So looking forward to seeing who's going to be suiting up in that number and who's going to be suiting up in those numbers for years to come. One final thing that I wanted to address before we move on in this episode is the fact that we're coming up on the start of the 2020 season pretty soon and we don't yet have confirmed kickoff times for any of the first games that Penn State's going to be playing. The good news is I think we're getting to a point where we're going to start learning that information maybe even as soon as this week. The reason I say that is because the Penn State and the Big Ten schedule is going to be kicking off in a couple of weeks, you know, in two Mondays from now, two weeks from this moment, we're going to start taking a look at Penn State's upcoming game that's going to be later that week. So we're starting to get into the open window area where networks are going to have to decide what time some of these games are going to be played. Now, it might still be a little early to get some of that information locked down, but the first game of the season could potentially still be on a Friday night at Indiana. We don't know what's up with that, but as I've said before on this podcast, I would not be surprised if that opener in Bloomington between Penn State and Indiana is moved to a Friday night game. I think it would be a good opportunity to get some Big Ten content on a Friday night to kick off the season, and Penn State would certainly be an attractive option given that situation. We know it won't be Ohio State and Nebraska uh, because that game's locked in for that big noon kickoff on Fox on October 24th. So, I think it would be wise for the TV partners that the Big Ten has to not have Penn State and Ohio State being playing at the same time because that's going to set up uh, the, the 
what should be the game of the year, uh, certainly in the Big Ten East, the following week on Halloween. And getting a chance to see Penn State and Ohio State on TV uh, at different times before we get into that game in week two of the Big Ten schedule, I think it would be a good way to go about it. And I still think that that game could very well be a big noon kickoff on Fox as well. Now, I don't think Fox would hesitate to have Ohio State in their big noon kickoff in back-to-back weeks. Ohio State's always going to be a big draw. Penn State's going to be a pretty good draw. And the fact that it is one of the most hyped games that the Big Ten will have to offer this year, as far as the regular season is concerned, I don't think that there's any reason to suggest that Fox would not be very interested in capitalizing on that game. In a year where the big noon kickoff hasn't necessarily been as big noony as they were hoping it would be this year, obviously the pandemic has thrown a wrench into Fox's plans as far as college football is concerned. And they're still committed to making that noon kickoff slot uh, the most attractive option that they have uh, to offer on Saturday. And I totally understand and I love the idea. And I think that that's why there's probably a pretty decent uh, chance that Penn State's game against Ohio State could be a big noon kickoff for Fox on that week two of the schedule on Halloween. So we'll wait to see. We could start to find out some more information about that as early as this week, because as I said, we are in that window where it's going to be start coming down the line. So stay tuned for that. We'll obviously break down more of that information as it becomes available. I don't know how much of the schedule we will see uh, mapped out as far as kickoff times are confirmed just yet, but those negotiations are going to be happening uh, very soon if they have not already. So just brace yourself for that information when it breaks. It could happen this week. If it doesn't happen this week, it'll definitely happen, I would think, next week. I've said it a few times now on social media and in the intro to today's episode, but we are back to doing this five days a week for you, every Monday through Friday. And guess what? There's going to be a little bit more along the way mixed in as we go. But I wanted to make sure you guys are fully aware of everything we have going on right now between now and the start of the Penn State season. Now, as you know, we've got a couple of weeks to get through before we go into the typical game day routine or game week routine that we have done on this podcast before. Now, if you listened to this podcast last season when I took over as the host, you'll kind of know what to expect on a day-to-day basis as far as what's going to go on during the week of a game. Now, it's going to be a couple weeks before we get to that, but I wanted to give you guys a rundown of everything you can expect between now and the first game of the season and just kind of laying it out there what to expect on a daily basis because every day is going to have a little bit of a different twist for what we're trying to do with this podcast podcast moving forward. And of course, we are always open to your feedback as well. So always feel free to reach out to us on our social media platforms using the username Locked on Nittany on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. And those are four platforms that we're going to be having a lot of fun with in the coming weeks and during the course of the season. So as I said, starting today, we're doing this every Monday through Friday. You're going to get a brand new episode every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Now, the next couple of weeks, including this week, we're going to do as much preview content as we possibly can by taking some time to look at individual opponents that are on Penn State's schedule, the eight-game schedule that we have coming up. We're going to try and line up some interviews. We've already reached out to a few people to try and get that going as quickly as we possibly can. And, of course, we're also going to take some time to take a look at Penn State and their roster and their coaching staff changes and everything that's going to go on on Penn State side of things. So we have a lot of stuff lined up over the coming weeks getting you ready and trying to keep you as informed as possible for what's going to go on in the 2020 season when Penn State does kick off the weekend of October 24th. So we have all of this week, we have all of next week to jam in as much preview content as we possibly can. And again, we're going to be doing that every Monday through Friday. Now, while we're doing that, we also want to get you involved with the show as well. So every Tuesday from now until 
at least the end of the season, we are making a Twitter Tuesday on the podcast. And the best way that you can help us continue with that is by submitting your questions to us all day on Monday or Sunday. Whenever you want to send us questions, we're going to save them all. We're going to try and answer every question that we possibly get in a Tuesday episode. If it's worth one segment, fine. If it fills up an entire 30-minute show, that'd be great too. So fill up our Twitter mentions with your questions, your comments about the Penn State Nittany Lions, about the Big Ten, or just college football in general. We will touch on all subjects. And hey, if you want to throw in some fun non-football or Penn State related questions, that's fine too because we want to make it a fun episode. We want to make it fun for you guys to listen to and share with your friends and your fellow Penn State fans. So every Tuesday is going to be Twitter Tuesday. Obviously, we'll fill in some other conversation as needed, including updates about Penn State football in the Big Ten and anything nationally happening. That's actually going to be sprinkled in on any given episode. But Twitter Tuesdays are going to be a thing. So starting tomorrow. So get in your questions now for our Twitter Tuesday coming up in tomorrow's podcast. On Wednesdays, we're going to take at least one segment to take a look at the recruiting landscape for Penn State, see where the the latest developments are in the recruiting efforts of Penn State, and take a look at some of the national storylines that are happening around the world of college football. And of course, we'll always try to tie them back to what it means for Penn State and the Big Ten. But those are going to be on Wednesdays. We're going to do our recruiting news and our national storylines. Again, we'll throw in any other topics of conversation if we need to as well. Thursdays, Uh, when we get into the season, are typically going to be our official game preview podcast. We'll also take a look at what to expect when Penn State has the football, when the opponent has the football, any final takeaways, any thoughts, observations about the matchup, any key uh, players to keep an eye on, both on Penn State or on the opposing sideline. Maybe that look at the, the coaching situation and, of course, the history of this series as well. We're also going to be trying to throw in some conversation with somebody who covers the other team. We'll do a little bit of a crossover situation as well. Uh, that's always going to be fun as well. But for the next couple of weeks, we'll probably stay away from game preview podcast because we'll still be in preview mode. But once the season gets rolling along, Thursday is going to be a big day for game previews for that coming weekend. And then on Friday, it's going to be our Football Friday episode. We did not have one last week, but you've probably listened to a couple episodes already to get an understanding of what we're going to try and do. Now, we're always going to take one segment to just look at just what's going on around the Big Ten that upcoming week. And we'll also take another segment to look at some of the top 25 teams and other games that you should be paying attention to to see if they have any impact on what Penn State could potentially be looking forward to down the line. Also on Fridays, we're going to try doing a Facebook happy hour on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash LockedOnNitty. you got to go to the Facebook page to be a part of it and follow us and watch us and interact with us as well. So go to facebook.com slash LockedOnNitty. We're going to try that this Friday afternoon. They're typically going to be around 4 p.m. Eastern. I don't know if it's going to start right at 4 p.m. Depends on when I get home from work and everything on those days. But I do think that that's going to be a pretty fun way to end the week because we'll have all the podcasts in the books for you. And then we'll have just have a fun Friday afternoon football chat with you guys as well. I, I don't know how long they'll go. They could go as long as an hour. They're not going to be longer than an hour. I'm going to tell you that right now uh, because at 5 o'clock, I want to eat some dinner on Friday. So I, I do think that that's going to be pretty fun uh, for you guys and for me as well. So looking forward to that. On Saturdays, we're not necessarily going to have a podcast scheduled, but we're going to do some live streams, and this will certainly be the case 
when we get into the season. We're going to try to experiment a little bit more with it this upcoming weekend and maybe next weekend as well, just kind of iron out the wrinkles. But every Saturday, we're going to do a live stream on Twitch immediately following Penn State's game, whenever time that may be. Uh, if we have to make an adjustment, that's fine. But uh, on Twitch, on twitch.tv slash LockedOnNittany, we're going to do some live reaction, live commentary. If you want to send in some comments, uh, you can be a part of that post-game reaction as well. And then when we're finished on Twitch, we're going to hop over on our Instagram account at instagram.com slash LockedOnNittany. We're going to do some more post-game reaction, just kind of getting some thoughts from the Twitch stream as well. So that's going to be fun. We'll have some post-game reaction for you guys first on Twitch. Then we're hopping over on Instagram, and we may actually take some of the audio from that Twitch stream and throw it out as an audio podcast for you as well. Speaking of the podcast, that is the most basic way to stay connected with our show moving forward. And there are so many ways to do that. Uh, we have been on Apple Podcasts. We've been on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Um, what am I missing? <laughs> Overcast. We're also now on Amazon Music. So there are so many different ways to connect and subscribe to the podcast. So find whatever works for you. If you want to play it in your smart speakers on Amazon Music, that's great. But the best way to do that is just make sure you are subscribed in whatever platform you prefer and then leave a rating and a review. That really helps us out moving forward. And then, like I said, we are on Twitch, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook. We're going to be doing something on all of those platforms. And we may even have some spontaneous live streams, maybe just some quick streams, some quick thoughts, maybe some quick Q&As uh, throughout the week as time permits. It's going to be a lot of fun. And that's why I am so excited that we actually get a football season to talk about right here on the podcast. Because for a long time, I didn't know we were going to have this. And certainly, we went to three days a week for a while during the whole pandemic. And there was a lot of uncertainty about what was going to happen in the Big Ten. But... Big Ten's coming back. <laughs> I really feel confident in suggesting that this is actually going to happen now. And now I'm looking to find ways to make this as much of a fun experience for me, for you, for everybody involved. And I just hope you guys enjoy it. And I want to hear what you guys have to say. So again, Mondays will be our recap episodes. Tuesdays will be our Twitter Tuesday. So send in your questions at any time. Wednesdays, we'll do recruiting roundup and national storylines. Thursdays are going to be the game preview podcast and maybe a conversation with somebody covering the other team. And then Friday, we will have our Football Friday episode. And then you got to stay tuned on social media for all sorts of things that could happen on Saturdays as we get going. It's going to be a lot of fun, guys. Going to be a lot of fun. And I thank you guys for joining me along on this ride as we go through our first full season together. I know it's an abbreviated season, but this is the first time I've been here from the start of the season. And hopefully we're going to be here till the end as well. So we'll see what the day brings as we move forward. Before you know it, Penn State football will be here. So stay tuned on your favorite podcasting app. Make sure you never miss a single episode by subscribing and then leaving a reading and review. Really helps us out as far as your feedback is concerned, but it really just helps with the placement of our podcast on those various podcasting apps. So if you really want to help us grow as we get closer to the start of the Penn State season, the best way to do that is to subscribe, rate, and review. I know you hear that all the time on your favorite podcast, but it really does help us out moving forward. And we appreciate any help that you guys are willing to lend us. You can also reach out to us anytime on our social media platforms by using the username Locked on Nittany on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. And then, of course, I'm Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB and check out my coverage of Penn State and other college football things on AthlonSports.com. I've also got a Patreon at Patreon.com slash Kevin McGuire if you want to check that out as well. Until next time, everybody, stay tuned. Lots of stuff happening. We're going to have some more coming your way tomorrow. So until tomorrow, have a great day. Go want to know. And I will talk to you tomorrow.